Welcome back to Thom News. Tonight's top story. Was the R word spoken in one of the recent Persona 5 songs included in the recent Smash Bros Ultimate DLC? Joining me live is our on the ground correspondent Molly Joggers to discuss the issue. Uh, Molly, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. Uh, it's great to ha- it's great to be here. It's just fantastic. I really like uh, speaking about these uh, important topics on the show, so it's great to have me on. Uh, no worries, Molly. So, how did you come across this slur to those with disabilities? Well, you see, I was sitting down playing Super Smash Brothers before. I hadn't actually played Persona 5, so I'm just finding out about the songs two years later. Uh, and I heard the word uh, retarded. That's what I heard with my own two ears. I've got two of them, so it's uh, I'm not deaf. I've done my hearing test. It's absolutely fine, so there's no issue there. Uh, yeah, so, so that's what I heard, and so I wrote an article about it and uh, put it straight up, and uh, I'm very, very angry about it. Are you sure it wasn't another word? Uh, remember, these are Japanese companies and uh, Japanese singers adapting Japanese to English, and in the Engl- in the uh, sorry the Japanese language, uh, there isn't actually like pronunciation for like L's, so some words might sound a bit different as they're trying to pronounce them. Uh, no, no. As I said, I heard the words with my own ears. My own ears, Bob. I've got two of them. I I, I established that. So. Listen, listen, listen to the song yourself. Let's go. Let's play. Retarded. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Uh, from what I can tell, Molly, it sounds like she's saying retard it, as in, like, the musical term retard it, as in slow down. But, uh, who am I to judge, you know? Whatever you think, Molly. Yes, 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 that's right, yeah. Now, as a journalist, did you contact Nintendo and Atlas to find out if your accusations are correct? I did, but they hadn't gotten back to me yet. Uh, I just published the, the story straight away anyway, just because I'm so angry. Yeah. Oh, 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 looks like you're getting a fax now. Hmm, what does it say? Hmm, hmm. All right, uh, apparently, apparently it says, it doesn't say, it doesn't say the R word, uh, fortunately. It, it says retorted. That, it, Apparently, look, it's a musical term, so that ma- that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. See, sometimes it's best not to just jump to conclusions and uh, blame people for something they might not have done. Oh well, on to the next thing to be outraged about. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast on the Eight Bit Collective. And the doors to episode 94 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my best buddy, Bryce DeWitt. Oh, you flicked me. I did flick you. Ow. <laughs> okay. My poor thumb. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about Nintendo's financial meeting results, all the interesting numbers. And in I feel like we just... I feel like I did one not that long ago, I swear. Yeah, every time we talk about numbers... <laughs> every time we talk about numbers, it just seems to be like... The same thing over and over again. Because when I had Eric um, from Nintendo by Numbers on YouTube on at the start of the year, we, we talked about it then. Yeah. And I guess it has been three months, but it's just gone so quick. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I think I think when we get into talking about it, we'll sort of just see the same statistics mm. and we won't have to say too much about it. Mm. I think it's pretty obvious. 
And also, I want um, since I edit the show, I'm going to tell the editor right now. Cue the sad music. Uh, Persona Five is not coming to Switch. Yeah, and which means you now have to play it. I have to play it. It's not coming to Switch. It is a Persona Five scramble, but we'll go into that more. That's actually a genre your uh, yeah yeah you enjoy quite a bit. But Bryce, before we jump into all of that, you've been playing much. I, I know, I know what you've been playing, but that's just the segue, right, to get into it. So, that's the segue to get into it. Yeah, so, what have you been you know playing? playing. You've been playing anything different? Anything uh, no. interesting on Switch? Absolutely not. It's been Easter week. How, mm. how have I had mm. the time to play anything else different and get my mindset into mm. it? I also knew that. I also knew that. That, yeah. was, that was part of the joke too. Yeah. So, what have you been playing, Bryce? Dragalia. Dragalia <laughs> lost it again. Yes. Oh, right, right. Yes, there's a Fire Emblem Heroes event on now, so... Mm. And so, what, what does that mean? The Fire Emblem Heroes are in Well, game? you see... You see? You see, there was a massive update at the same time this event came out that completely changed a lot of things that players wanted done, mm-hmm. which was already a big draw. We didn't need Fire Emblem for that. But then we also got the Fire Emblem Heroes event, which means Fire, em- Fire Emblem characters in Dragali Lost, like Marth... And uh, Alphonse, Veronica, Fjorm, and a event uh, centered around like a battle scenario sort of thing centered around Fire Emblem mechanics. Basically, what that means is we've got a summoning event where those four heroes can be summoned. You get them in your party forever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alphonse is completely free, so that's good. There's a whole story to it. The characters from Fire Emblem Heroes have ended up in the world of Dragalia Lost through their magical mumbo jumbo. Yep, yep. And there's a whole thing to it. <laughs> don't, don't have to explain the story. I'm sure it's just. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the event is centered around bringing in players from Fire Emblem Heroes to play Dragalia. So there's a lot of new player bonuses and stuff like that, which is awesome. The changes that they've made have greatly impacted how the game's going to run from now on. Mm. They've taken worm prints out of the summon shop, which means the only thing you'll summon from now on is the adventurers and dragons from your currency. You won't okay. su- summon worm prints anymore. Yep. You can now buy worm prints. You can now farm worm prints, which is like a massive thing, really. They've upped the eld water rates so that you can promote adventurers more often. You can buy worm prints with eld water. It's like a really huge update that sort of changed the way that players are going to be able to move forward with the game mm-hmm. so it's been a big focus in the last couple of days where I'm sort of just like I need to farm all these materials from this event but I also need to work on what I'm spending my, my eld water on I've got all these new adventurers that I need to upgrade so I've got math there my math's almost maxed so really working on that <laughs> math max yeah he's, he's yeah. two things off but I'm kind of hesitant to do it because the only thing it gives me is dragon haste which is meh it's, it's not like a huge difference in ability so yeah basically that's been my last few days at the very least and then Easter for the rest of it mm. so yeah I've been pretty similar I've uh, I've played a couple of games over Easter because uh, had the break so it's been good yep. uh, the main game I've jumped into it was on Switch is Cuphead uh, and I knew I'd like it, but I, I actually really love it. I, f- I find myself just, especially in handheld mode, I haven't actually played it on the TV yet, just all in handheld mode, and just sitting there and just sort of each boss might take me you know, anywhere from probably half an hour to an hour, depending on how quickly I learn it. Yep. And it's just like fun to sit there. I was listening to podcasts, just getting through it, beating the bosses, 
And I thought like um, a lot of people for these games say, oh, it's, it's, it's hard. And that's what puts a lot of people off. And I guess like it is, if, if you expect going in there and like beating the boss on the first go, I guess it is hard. Yeah. But it's mainly just about like learning it and... Oh, it's all pattern yeah. memory. And like if you do beat the boss, it might take you one, like one and a half minutes to actually beat the boss. It's yeah. not like a 10 minute thing when you die and you've got to retread everything. Yeah. It's just straight back into the action. Yeah, and when you die as well, there's a there's, you can see like um what basically what level of the boss you got to. It's got like checkpoints. Yeah, but you can see so you can see that you know you're on the last form. So all you have to do is master that last section, and you've actually beaten it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it a bit more than I thought I would. So <laughs> in, in doing that, there there was the uh, the triple A sale. I forgot what they were calling it on the eShop. Mm. And I saw Dark Souls was f- like 40 bucks. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll buy Dark Souls while it's on sale. <laughs> oh, no. So I got, I've gotten Dark Souls. I haven't I haven't booted it up or anything. But uh, I'll give that a go eventually. See if I enjoy that. Cause, Fantastic. Because like, I've got Bloodborne on PS4 through PS, uh, PlayStation Plus. Plus Plus. Plus Plus for free. But on the TV, I just can't see myself coming home and just like running my head into the ground where I'm just sitting there at the TV. Whereas at Dark Souls, you know, I'll get to a boss and just die a million times, but I could be watching YouTube or playing, like, podcasts or just doing something else. I mean... Not exclusively doing that. It's the same scenario as Cuphead, though. Mm. Like, you can't really... Can't really fault it on that part. It's pretty much the same thing. Ram your head against the wall until you. No, win. no, I'm not. I'm not faulting it. That's why I went and got it because I'm like, oh, maybe I actually will like this type of thing. <sighs> yeah. And also in the past too, like, uh, Dark Souls, like a lot of reviews, and that like they stress how hard it is, and that's what puts a lot of people off, yep. including myself. Yeah. Until when I decide to go and buy it. But. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but you probably won't be watching YouTube while you're playing Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. You won't, that won't be happening. <laughs> and you won't be doing that with Bloodborne, so... No, I, no I'm, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, like a video or something, but maybe a podcast Something or, in the background. Yeah. I mean, you can still do that. Yeah. Just put it on your phone. Yeah. You silly willy. Yeah, I know, I know. Jesus God. Jesus God. Um, Apart from that, I've been playing... a. Uh, a friend came over the other day. We played a bit of Nidhogg too. Nidhogg. Yes, I, I absolutely loved loved the game. It's so much fun playing through that. And uh, he he had, he had actually hadn't played before, mm-hmm. so it was interesting. Yeah, right. I gave him a bit of a a caning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually bought a fair few games on the sale because, uh, well, not even in the sale. I just bought a fair few games on the eShop in general, just because I'm like, I got home from work one day. I'm like, switch time. Yeah, you know when you just need those binges to make yourself feel better? Like yeah. it's, it's like, oh, you know, you're tired. You're like, oh, let's go and buy some things. Yep. And it's really dangerous now on digital shops where you can just go and do it. Yeah. So I, I haven't really touched any because like, I've been just concentrating on Cuphead when I'm picking up my Switch. Yeah. So I got Steamworld Quest. Uh, looking forward to getting into that one. Uh, Box Boy, Box Girl. Played the demo of um, Box Boy and Box Girl. Uh, it's it's what you expect if you've played the previous games in the series, but the box games, yes, the box games. But this one's got co-op and got costumes and you know, just random stuff like that now. And if you haven't played any of the games before, I'd recommend going and trying it on the eShop and seeing what's all about. But it's basically like a a puzzle platformer where you've got a you've got like different um, things each level to try and figure out. So uh, some levels you might have to like stretch your boxes out to you know 
make stairs to get up a platform other times you might have to like smash your boxes through dirt to get through sort of like a maze and stuff like that right it's really interesting I think it's only $15 on the eShop and it's got a demo so it's worth going to have a go yep uh, Final Fantasy 7 no, bought that I'm going to get that and uh, I've got a actually I've got a game here it's called uh, Spearoids it was $3 on the eShop and it it looked like a uh, it looked like a combination of like a a platformer and Pang <laughs> yeah where you're like you're shooting like a yep the grapple hook upwards to like just like split the blobs yep I'm like huh it was $3 from down from like 11 or something so I gave it a go uh, I clicked on it and it did the loading screen and it went to like this uh, idle animation of the character and I was like pressing all the buttons and it wasn't doing anything I'm like am I just not hitting the right button or has it frozen so I just I just exited out and went to something else <laughs> so I haven't had any experience with it but um, I assume it won't uh freeze every time so maybe there's a reason it was three dollars i don't know yeah uh, we'll find <laughs> yeah. out yeah and there's another game i, I was actually uh given a game like a, a, a code for a game from a publisher but uh, i can't talk about it it's, it's embargoed until the second of, it? of may so I, oh. won't, I, won't, I won't say anything about it <laughs> okay yeah fair but enough. uh from you what i pl- from what i played that was a lot of fun too yeah, so i look forward to talking about that when it uh you haven't told me about that one no well i haven't I haven't talked to you really since uh no since last week see I've been sending Was off it? I've been sending off the codes but still haven't got anything back mm. so lame <laughs> lame lame <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's as far as what I've been playing I've actually been playing a decent amount compared to what I usually do like I've been over the last few weeks just because I've actually had the few days off to catch up on some Switch games it's been good just like being able to sort of relax and play some games again yeah. I've missed it. I really have missed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got plenty of the friggin' things to play. Mm. I actually, I counted, like, not and not counting, like, apps and free-to-play games. So, whether I've bought them or they've been uh, codes from publishers, I've got 94 games. No, was it 94 or 96 games? Jesus Christ. On the Switch. And that's not including Fortnite and, you know, just free-to-play stuff like that. You have a problem. <laughs> yeah. I'd hate to uh, add all that up. I really would. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Especially like some of the digital prices, you know, like Pokemon Mario Kart, that's $80. That's not like a, you know, $64 game yeah. compared to retail. So, yeah. Anyway, I like my Switch, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Bryce, uh, let's get into some sad news. Some very sad news. Well, maybe mm-hmm. some good news if you're looking for a hack and slash Persona 5 game. But uh, Persona 5 Scramble is coming to Nintendo Switch and uh, PlayStation 4 sometime... Was it next year? I believe uh, it was next so. year. Anyway, so this is from my Nintendo News. Well, the Nintendo Switch is finally getting Persona 5, but not quite as the owners of the system originally envisioned. Atlas and Tetmakoe have announced Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch, and it is a Muso title, which means it's the same genre as uh, such as Horror Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors take a look at the game below which is the trailer which you can go and look up on youtube or uh yeah my nintendo news yeah but uh yeah when i saw this i'm like oh man i've got to play persona 5 now (laughs) (laughs) the dream's over can't can't play it on switch at least you know not in the foreseeable future yeah uh but the the trailer itself for the game looked pretty decent yeah but but it 
still couldn't get me too excited. Now listen, you know, my, my issue with it is is that I think we've already got like six or seven Muso titles on Switch now. Mm. Six or seven of them. It's like we're not we're not strapped for choice when it comes to Muso titles and it's kind of like I don't know, do you pick Persona or do you pick the Nintendo based ones or what do you do? Yeah. It's like, what skin do you like? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah? It, well, or, that's what or, it comes down yeah. to. Or battle system, that's, you know, they all have different battle systems for the slightly di- different yeah. battle systems. Like that's the thing is like most of them are indifferent because the way they play is so damn similar. And I like it. I like a decent Muso title. I'm fine with them. Mm-hmm. I have fun with them. But this news got to me because literally the thing I want right now is an RPG. I I was I was. The same thing. Like, yeah. I was playing Cuphead. I'm like, God, I could go for an, like a just a big meaty RPG. In saying that, I haven't played Xenoblade. Like, and I've got that, and I want to get into that. Yeah. But at the same time, like Persona Five just sort of appeals to me a bit more, just for its art style and everything. And you own a disc of it. Play the damn game. <laughs> oh, but I, yeah. Well, I will. I will because it's the only platform it's on. So you will. Gar- I will guarantee you'll sit in front of the TV. You'll have a decent time. I'm sure uh-huh. I will. I'm sure I will. Okay. You don't need to have it on your Switch to play the damn game. But in saying that, it is sad it's not coming to Switch mm. and that this is the supplement for it because I feel like it's not a good enough supplement for it. Mm. I feel like the base RPG of Persona 5 is the experience that we wanted on Switch. It's probably being held down somewhere where it's like, no, PlayStation exclusivity or something like that. And it's fucking annoying. Yes. Um, I'm glad to see we've got Persona in some form. Not too happy it's a Musou title of all things. Even though I'm a big Musou fan, I like Musou games. Yeah. But it just, yeah, I don't know. I've got like three or, no, yeah, three or four physical copies of Musou games now. Out of the six that are available <laughs> on Switch. Yep, yep. So I'm not, I'm not entirely mm. wrapped about it. It's kind of just like, this is probably something I could just give a miss. Yeah. Especially with the Royal coming out end of the year mm. well I, I remember what I said to him like I'll be more surprised if Persona 5 doesn't come to Switch just because of how hard Nintendo are pushing like Joker from Persona 5 like, yep. that, that's in their marketing it's, it's not like oh it's Joker from Persona it's from Persona 5 which is a game you can only get on the Playstation yeah. like if you play if you play Super Smash Brothers, you buy a Joker you're like God, this character's cool. It's so stylistic. I've got to play the game. Yeah. And you look at where you can get the game. It's only on PlayStation. Yeah. And like, as I said, that I'm more surprised that it's not on Switch because of how hard their marketing is pushing it. Look, I do want to stress the fact that buying something like this will increase the chances of actual Persona 5 coming to the Switch. Mm. If you're not interested in it, that's fine. But if you have an interest in the Persona series or Persona 5's, story or something like that then it might be worth the pickup simply mm. because you purchased this we'll get a port maybe it, it might even be of P- Persona 5 the Royal down the line yeah that could be the reason why we haven't got a Persona 5 Switch yet is because they're like hey we're pushing the Royal now yeah Royal's I'll, got yeah. Ex- exclusivity for a little bit and then we'll put Royal on Switch yeah I was, I was going to bring up that point too maybe like they wouldn't be comfortable just putting base Persona 5 on Switch when they've got yeah. this enhanced version coming yeah uh but like with with uh, a lot of the enhancements in like the royal are like you know 4k and ps4 pro features and that as well yeah but i mean the thing is as well is that the foundations of persona 5 are a ps3 game 
they're not yeah yeah i know they are yeah so you know it's it's not impossible that that game's not going to come to mm. switch despite the enhancements and shit like that mm. yeah, yeah so who knows we might be saying persona 5 like a down the line a couple of years down the line after playstation's happy with how letting long it's, it go <laughs> how long it's been yeah maybe who knows mm. oh well sick concert it was announcement at, uh, announced that though it was nice mm. i didn't actually see it it was fun yeah, it's fun yeah yeah Persona music, you know, just chilled out to some grooves. Yeah. Did you watch the live stream? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it's live on Twitter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, next up, Bryce, Nintendo had their financial report, which we um, talked about a little bit at the start. But Hooray. Nite- <laughs> yes. Numbers. Financial report. Uh, Nintendo has officially sold 34.74 million Switch units worldwide. That's a lot of units. That's a lot of units. Yeah, that, that that is um absolutely fantastic considering the uh, and it's only been what two years. Mm, so. A bit of uh, actually it has been two years because this is of March, twenty nineteen. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty incredible. So just uh, I like just comparing it to the Wii U because like now it's like yeah, it's well, it's night and day. It's sold double of the Wii U in it's half triple time. now, pretty much. Mm. Well, it was thirteen. Wii U so, was what twelve mil. No, it's thirteen. I'm gonna look it up. It's thirteen point. I'm gonna get the point here. I'm not, I'm not. Jesus, he wants to be specific. Folks. Oh yes, yeah. whatever. It's thirteen million, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. So yeah, it's, it's nearly more. triple. Yeah, nearly triple. Mm. So the base, the base they've got going off a switch at the moment, the install base is just, mm. it's huge. And there's, there's. So we'll go through just like the best selling uh, pieces of hardware. So we'll go from. Uh, I guess number 10 to number 1 so number 10 Super Mario no, not Super Mario Mario Tennis Aces at 2.64 million pieces that surprises me enough that does it got into the top 10 that's pretty uh, apparently the game is really really pretty decent now in terms of how much content's been put in it and shit like that but mm. to be honest it's too late for me yeah well so. as far as the multiplayer goes that was always fine that oh was, yeah that, that was, was it was always good yeah yeah and like they kept adding characters and everything and I actually went the same day they announced like 3.0 Super Smash Brothers coming out, you know, tomorrow. Yep. I actually dropped like 3.0 Mario Tennis. <laughs> it's like, I can't remember if I commented or retweeted or you, what. But you, tw- you tweeted about it. I did, did I? Yeah, yeah just, you did. You're just, just like, like, this is the, this is the 3.0 update everyone's keen about or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine is 1-2 Switch at 2.97 uh, million pieces. So... Good on it. Still in the top 10. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, good boy. Do you reckon that... It'll, it'll get kicked out eventually when Animal Crossing and like these games... That'll oh, that one, yeah. Surely one, one push Switch is gone. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Unless like there's a big resurgence or something. I guess. It gets, but... it gets bundled with like any Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it just like climbs to like... You mean like it probably should have been bundled no, in with for free. Like exactly like it should have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eight is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe at 3.31 million pieces. Good. Yeah, it's a Mario game it's going to happen oh of course it's a 2D Mario game accessible yeah it's a good one too so yeah I guess there's that behind it uh, so number 7 at uh, was a new Super Mario Bro- not new Super Mario Bros Party Super, <laughs> Super Mario, Mario Party <laughs> uh, 6.40 million that's pretty surprising I mean it's a Mario game it's a Mario Party game but Mario Party games haven't really been that great in recent years mm. So seeing it in those numbers, this one's missing a bit of content, but it is a good Mario Party game. Yeah. Though, so, yeah. oh, the mini games were good. I yeah, enjoyed them. Yeah. So. Like it just has a, like a lack of board. Still typical Mario Party. Mm. Like the lack of boards and all that doesn't worry me, just because like I've only literally played it when like 
there's people here. I've never like wanted to yeah. jump into it and just play it by myself. Yeah, no. Which I know, I know Eric's like he he really liked the GameCube ones. He liked just doing the solo stuff, unlocking everything. For oh the, yeah, through the museum too. and that, and that would be cool if that was included in this, obviously, because then it would give me a reason to go to it yeah. to actually play it. But for what it is, I think it's a you know great party game. Yep. That's uh, Platoon Two at number six. I'm assuming it's number six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, number five. I can't count, bros. So, uh, yeah, Splatoon 2 at uh, 8.70 million pieces. Splatoon 2 is really good, so I'm Splint. happy to see it there. Splint. An 8.7, 8. 8. that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't, like, I've forgotten what all these sales were, like, three months ago. So, like, I don't know how much they've all, like, increased. Yeah. But it, it all looks pretty similar, apart from... Um, number three which we'll get to that just like came out of nowhere and just wedged itself right up there yeah but Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at 10.63 million pieces together I think it's pretty obvious yeah pretty I obvious mean, very very nostalgia based games those two games so I mean just Pokemon games anyway in general <sighs> I guess yeah yeah but like with Pokemon the Pokemon RPG. Go crowd mm. it's really appealing to them because it's just that but mm. an RPG uh, I've only heard of like a couple of cases where like it is like the Pokemon Go people trying it, mm. um, but for the most part, it's just like people like y- you and I who are like, we like Pokemon. This is an RPG. It's a bit different. We'll buy it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that also would have lost some numbers. Mm. More people so. didn't buy it than I thought they would. Mm. Like I thought like more people would be like myself who was like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Because. No especially with a lot of competitive battlers and stuff like that yeah. why, why do they have time to waste time on a Pokemon game where your competitive battling ain't gonna bloody matter so mm. they just stick to yeah, Sun Moon yeah I guess Ooh. yeah <laughs> uh, next is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 12.77 million pieces pretty uh, pretty uh, non-explanatory one of the well if not the best game on the platform mm-hmm. I'll probably say it is well yeah, no. If I'd, it comes comes down it. comes down to opinion between that Odyssey and a few of the first party titles, or even some of like the great indie games, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a technical marvel of the hardware. If anything, mm. it's just like one of the most memorable games I've played too. Like yeah. I remember like going to this location and yeah, everything too. And uh, a, a new one to the list that wasn't on there three months ago on the last financial report is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at thirteen point eight one million pieces. So. Wow. Smash away Smash's goals. Yes. And there's actually a... Uh, I'll look this. Um, so, for the first day usage of Nintendo Switch, uh, 26% of new Switch owners who pick up a Switch on day one have played Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yep. So, basically, this makes Smash Ultimate, like, the biggest pusher of hardware for Nintendo's oh, yeah. games. Yeah. Which is absolutely... Amazing. Yeah, I'm not that surprised though. <laughs> I am a little bit just just <laughs> just for the fact, like I, I guess it's just because of the last few systems, like the Wii. Smash Brothers wasn't really pushing Wii's because you know all the casual stuff and different audience was pushing the Wii to what it was. The Wii U, I think, like the people like, Smash was the only thing people were playing on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, well that too. But the people like who were really into Smash wanted Smash well people like you and I and we had the Wii U two years before Smash came out yeah then like you know obviously there's, there are people who are like I want Smash then they went and bought their Wii U but that like the audience like ourselves already really had one yeah but with uh, and obviously the same with the 3DS too like 3DS the audience was already sort of there 
for it and other things were pushing that like Pokemon and stuff but yeah. with the with the Switch, like we we've had Zelda, Mario, and you think that would have already pushed the uh, the hardware to the people like ourselves who wanted it. But this shows that it's like no new people are picking up Super Smash Brothers and a Switch for it. Well, because it's a it's mm. sort of a penultimate game in like you can play the game solo or you can play it multiplayer with eight mm. people. Yeah, up to eight people. You yeah. know, it, it's just sort of like it covers every ground from single player to those eight people. There's not really anywhere that it doesn't so yep. it's sort of like you play this game you've got an option for everyone to play you know yeah and like I've I heard like a lot of stories of like people like this is my first Smash Bros or whatever like it was really nice to hear people actually giving this series a go for the first time yeah yeah for sure yeah a bit late guys but glad you're finally here glad you're here <laughs> thanks Gellers yeah man I'm, I'm yeah so happy I can uh, see you smash up in those charts and uh, at num- the second spot is Super Mario Odyssey at 14.44 million pieces. So, amazing yeah. game. Yeah, Mario Odyssey up there. It's not that surprising. No, yeah. I feel I, I feel like going back and playing it again sometimes. I do too. I, I do too. It, like, it's a Mario game. It's sold very well. It's very good. It, it very much deserves that spot. Yep. Well done. For sure. Uh, and number <laughs> number one, which hasn't changed since it came out, is uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yep. <laughs> at 16.69 million pieces. Guess what, guys? You're all complaining about these Wii U ports, but a port holds the number one spot. Yeah. You know, it's just... just it, is a, it is a fantastic Mario Kart game, and we can't fault it on that. Um, and... I know Drew can't with his 100 plus hours in the game or whatever it was. Uh, it's not quite 100 plus. Uh, it might be including the Wii U one, actually. Maybe. It's not on the Switch, though. What was it? It's the most play- one of the most played games on your Switch, though, it, is it well, not? It, it is the most played game on my Switch. It is. Yeah. I don't know if it's 100 plus. It's not 100 I'm pretty plus sure hours. it's 100 plus from when we checked. Because well, Pokemon Quest was like 80 hours. No, Pokemon Quest was 60. That's still a lot of hours for Pokemon Quest. I know. I'm not denying that, mate. I'm not denying that. But... It is. I'll, I'll look it up. You keep you keep talking, mate. I'll I'll look it up. So look, it's a fantastic it's, game, but you know, a lot of us people that were playing the Wii U at the time, I, I already got my time in it. I didn't need to play much more. I didn't really need to. You know, it's the sort of just something I can throw on my Switch. I haven't played Mario Kart in a long time, so it's not actually on my log. I can't look at it. <laughs> oh, because you know it's on this like this thing. Oh well, that's crappy. Um, but I have played Smash Bros for sixty or more hours. So then there's, there's no way so you have played Mario that. Kart more. <laughs> no way that you've not played Mario Kart more than a hundred hours. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe. No, absolutely. Well, I haven't. What l- were you playing that was multiplayer before you were playing Smash Bros? Oh, uh, Splatoon. Not online multiplayer. Oh. Uh, and what know. did you well, have in your? I was playing Mario Kart online, like. Uh, and Mario. Well, there you go. How much Smash have you played online? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Whatever I can deal with <laughs> without getting frustrated, angry, and sad all at the same time. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the top 10 games for the... For the Swatch. Yeah, the Swatch. Well yeah. done. Hmm. I'm just like, I'll compare it to Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. That's the top selling piece of software on that. And that's uh, 8.44 million pieces. So it's, it sold, what, literally double. Mm. And it sold, it sold more copies than there are Wii U's as well. Really? Yeah, well, the Wii U sold, uh, what was it, uh, 13 point something or rather. <laughs> oh, you mean the Switch version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Switch sold more. 
yeah so so we've gone into Mario Kart now I'm gonna go and check his log check my log 85 hours or 85 more. okay yeah. it's close enough to 100 yeah I guess yeah close enough that's Just, a lot of hours for Mario and that definitely combined Mario Kart 8 oh yeah have well over 100 oh yeah definitely yeah yeah 100% there's mm. no way in hell mm. And also, I'm going to get this uh, information from a tweet from Matt pa- uh, Pascatella, who is a uh, sort of a an industry analyst. analyst yeah. yeah. So he, he um, tweeted some graphs, which is like sales per hardware units uh, accumulative. Uh, so he's got sort of uh, the, the software trajectory for Nintendo Switch as opposed to Wii U. And the Switch is absolutely destroying what Wii was doing back in, you know, 2007 to 2012. Yeah. Um, which isn't surprising because of like the type of audience that you know picks up the Switch as opposed to the Wii. The Wii was completely different. They pick it up for like Wii Sports. They might get Carnival games and they might look at New Super Mario Bros. and go, "That looks that's a Mario game. I'll play it." Yeah. And that's it. Whereas you know, um, for Switch, that many indie games and like huge releases consistently coming out on Switch would help that a lot. As opposed to Wii, where we didn't get that much at all it was pretty shocking well it's really it's really hard to compare the times back then too though because it's just like back in the day the Wii had bugger all service indie development wasn't as much of a thing as it is now indie development's huge now Mm. well it was still it was still being like you know formed on Xbox Live like as well yeah well it took long enough for it to work up on Xbox Live as it was yeah yeah you know and that that thing was like a really good indie machine for it's time. It's where a lot of a lot of companies wanted to go to to put their shit on console. Yeah. So, and with the way with the state the Wii shop was in, it wasn't getting anywhere. And I don't think they ever anticipated the indie scene to get as big as it has. Mm. But it has. It's it's gone mental now. You know. So yeah, there's that. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And also another graph shows Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch console sales pace. So it's got another graph which compares it to the Wii, the DS, the 3DS, and the Wii U. And out of the gate, the uh, the, the Switch is matching the Wii, but after a year of launch, the Wii sort of spikes up. Then after another year on the market, the Wii also spikes up again. So the Switch is a fair, is a decent way behind the uh, the, the Wii. Right. But um. It's uh, outpacing like the DS, the 3DS, and obviously the Wii U. So that's that's good to see because I, I I remember like around launch, Nintendo was saying, oh, you know, it's outpacing the Wii, which is obviously like a huge uh, accomplishment. Yeah. But at the same time, the Wii really picked up like later on when like you know the hardcore gamers got it for uh, Zelda. Then like the grandmas and the family members saw it, then everyone went out and sort of wanted to get one. Yeah. So. Uh, it's not that surprising, but it's not matching the Wii at the moment. But um, yeah, it's good to see. Hope it continues going, growing, and uh, and pushing forward. Yes, pushing forward. Oh, next up, uh, what have we got here? And Nintendo reveals global sales of big Nintendo Switch games from the the twenty fifth of April. So we've already gone over some of those games, obviously, but. Uh, there's some games that weren't mentioned in there so uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze um, is currently at 2.25 million Um, Octopath Traveler has sold 1.17 million Uh, 
Labo Toycon number one variety kit has sold 1.9 million. Captain Toad uh, Treasure Tracker has sold 1.18 million. Uh, Kirby Star Allies has sold 2.56 million. And Yoshi's Crafter World has sold 1.11 million already. 1.11 million. Yeah. Jesus. After a couple of weeks. Wow. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes to show, like, now that Nintendo has a system with really good install base, but it's actually... Yeah. Its software is, like, starting to reflect that as well, whereas in the Wii U, we are sort of thinking, like, does Nintendo even have an audience anymore with, like, who, you know, actually wanted to pick up the the hardware, but obviously it was just, you know, the yeah. crappy hardware. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, because what... I'm, I just brought up something because it um, sort of got me thinking about it, but... Um, at the same time, obviously, with Nintendo's stats coming out and stuff like that, uh, Dragalias uh, did as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'm just going to point them out real quick, um, simply because I'm interested in the Nintendo mobile market because of um, Fire Emblem and Dragalia, mainly. Mm-hmm. But um, 1.9 million game uh, installs in the US and Japan. Uh, Dragalia Lost has earned $75 million. So the last bit of cash. Revenue from iOS, 60%. Average player spend per game installed, $22. Hmm. Um, That's pretty good. Amount earned yeah. in the game's first two weeks was $16 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, first five days was $3 million. Dragalia Lost is the second most lucrative mobile game for Nintendo, the first being Fire Emblem Heroes. So it outperformed Super Mario Run. Yeah, yeah. Uh Percentage of Dragalia lost revenue that comes from Japan, 68%. And percentage of Dragalia lost revenue that comes from the US, 18%. So the re- the last remaining 14% is the rest of the world. So it's re- it's really interesting while we're talking about the fact of like the, the stats and stuff like that because Nintendo are tapping the mobile market now too really hard with Fire Emblem, but they're handling them very differently. And yeah, yeah. Really, it's really interesting to see how they're testing the waters there too. Because obviously with the Switch, we're getting a lot of ports and stuff like that. They're, you know, obviously reflecting pretty pretty well considering Mario Kart's top seller. Yeah. We'll never see another Mario Kart again. No. <laughs> that game is like, you know, it's smashed it out. And if Mario Kart 9 comes out and it's a travesty compared to Mario Kart 8, you might as well just make rehashes of Mario Kart 8 for the rest of your life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in the mobile market, they, they're running Fire Emblem and Dragalia in two different ways. Like, I don't... Intelligent Systems is running Fire Emblem Heroes. Side Games is running Dragalia Lost. Nintendo's basically said, pump the revenue you can out of Fire Emblem because it's an IP we already have yeah, yeah. and people will pay for that. But don't be too stingy. And they haven't. They've been decent with it. Um, but then with Dragalia Lost, they basically just said to Side Games, which they know now own 5% stock in, just give them a bunch of free shit. <laughs> and that's how they've been going. And obviously now, um, Dragalia's earned them $75 million. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes, I think, is in them just shy of a hundred. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's, it's really strange to see like the stats of these games, stats of mobile games, and then everything that's come from like past the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Because during the Wii U era, they had not bothered to touch mobile. Mm. You know, I, I was about to say like before they were saying like, oh, you know, IP, our IP is exclusive to our hardware. Yeah, you know, it's just. That's just at least a couple of hundred million dollars they just left on the table yep. just by deciding, oh, no, nah, we won't do that. But yep. branching out to these platforms and doing unique experiences for, you know, just your phone. And, you know, it's not taking away from anything on the Switch having Fire Emblem Heroes there, but 
It's no. just like giving fans or even like new people a different experience yeah. and a way to suck money from them yep. as well. Yeah. And I mean, I I would like it if that it if they did turn around and they did something like they did with Pokemon Quest. I feel like with them with what they did with Pokemon Quest being on mobile and on Switch, I feel like that's an alright case for you know hmm. those two games to come to the platform somehow. Something like that. I know a lot of people don't really get into mobile games, but the two, those two that Nintendo, I'm I'm not really impartial to Super Mario Run, but those two mm. mobile games are really unique experiences and they're really well handled. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Games, which is yeah, considering what Nintendo said in the past, like you said, it, it's really strange to see them doing so well on mobile as well. Mm. It's not just a Switch at the moment, but they're earning hundreds of millions of dollars from the mobile mm. market now too. Yeah, and what, like. It, this won't affect us so much just for where we live in the world but they're putting like their IP into theme parks and that with Universal and yep. all that so they're really branching out to sort of try and stretch their IP out oh yeah. yeah yeah which is smart like man I would love to go to a Universal park and just have a friggin Nintendo land <laughs> yeah I'll be like a five year old kid like going there because like you know oh, shit, yeah. you know, like in Australia on the Gold Coast we've got movie world and that and it's cool like you know it's fun going to the rise oh there's Superman cool you know Superman's fun oh there's the Looney Tunes bit oh Looney Tunes are cool yeah but like Nintendo like obviously that's uh I've got to go there and just like jump around with Mario and <laughs> yeah I want like what would be like what would be a ride you'd really want to do I want to do like dodge some cars where you run over Goombas or something <laughs> well that'd have to be like a whack-a-mole where you like smack Monty Mole and yeah yeah it'd be like fun stuff like that I'll be yeah Chantel will like look at me and go what the fuck is wrong with you I'm Legend like, of Zelda Carousel you're like running around <laughs> a opponent and Chantel's like you're like wee <laughs> Chantel's just like oh fuck I'm just there hitting like the plastic rear of the horse like hey <laughs> <laughs> feed it some carrots so it goes again and they give you like it's a little the... plastic bow and arrow so you can shoot kids on your way past them <laughs> Uh, oh, if that's so bad, because I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be like up and running in five years. I saw like I I don't know if this was fake or not, but it was like you know Super Mario Land and it's Hyrule. I think like there's a Pokemon section which is like Kanto. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a pretty yeah. big deal, really. So, yeah. The more Nintendo stuff in this world, the better. Just, <laughs> um, it, it just seems like the branching out is like mm. really really sort of kicking in. We're, it's kind of like what happened with Epic Games Store, really. They had one major success with Fortnite. All of a sudden, they're earning all this money and then they're going foop, 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 foop into different areas. Yeah, yeah. Like putting their money into different areas to sort yeah. of sustain that money rather than just like, all right, Fortnite's over. Yeah. We lose it again. <laughs> and that's what that's what's happened with the Switch. And now, you know, they're pushing more on the mobile market, doing pretty damn well in that for what it is. Mm. And then they're making theme parks and, you know, movies. Mm. It's all... It's all really coming around. Yeah. Can't wait for Detective Pikachu. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, just going to segue of that little bit of mobile talk, Bryce. So, yep. uh, US and Japan are getting a Mario Kart Tour closed beta for Android. Well, this too. So, like, so I forgot about Mario Kart Tour and that coming out. I did too, until the, a couple of weeks ago. I think it came up in the news for something. But yeah. Mario Kart Tour, Nintendo's upcoming Mario Kart game for mobile devices, is coming this summer. And today, Nintendo has announced a beta program for the game, residents in the United States and Japan who own Android devices will be able to sign in and join from today until May seventh, uh, eighth in Japan. 
Um, the actual beta commences from the 22nd of May into until uh, the 8th of June. So that'll be interesting to watch when it comes out and seeing the gameplay come see up. See what it is. Like yeah. See what it is. Because like, Nintendo described it as an app, but at yeah. the same time they described just stuff on phone as apps. Yeah. Better games. Yeah. So um, I assume this will be a racing game. Yeah. Because like, some people are like, oh, I might be just like checking, you know, stats and maintaining like I'm doing something different in yeah. the Mario Kart universe or something but I think it'd be kind of silly to be like alright um, you like Mario Kart is you know it's their biggest brand it is which yeah. is sort of funny to think about it but at the same time it's pretty obvious just with like the sales of the last two systems being the same game it has, at, it has at the been top one of the, the biggest brands for a very long time yeah yeah like you know, you think back to Mario Kart 64 and stuff like that. That was just quintessential mm. for the 64. Mm. Like, it really exploded with the Wii. Like, the Wii, Mario Kart Wii is the best-selling Wii game that isn't Wii Sports. Yeah. And, like, you know, the 3DS, the DS, obviously the Switch now. Like, it's up the top of their best-selling software. Always, yeah. So, th- yeah, this, this is going to be pretty big when it comes out. Um, I don't... It's not going to be... I can't see it being Pokemon Go big or anything like, you know, just mm-hmm. gigantic like that. But this is going to be pretty big. There are going to be people talking about it who, you know, don't own Switches and don't play Nintendo, but mm-hmm. they're going to see Mario Kart's on their phone. They've got a phone that can run it. See, I can't, remember, play it. I can't remember if the stats for Pokemon Go come out because I often forget about Pokemon Go nowadays. It's sort of just gone into the, sh- into the shade for me. Mm. Like, I don't... The stats definitely did come out. We did talk about them last time, I think. Did we? Well, I was with, oh, Eric. That's right. I was with Eric, so um, you might not remember it, but yeah, no, um, no, no, yeah, I listened to the episode. It, I remember it's it's profits in the billions, like it's, oh yeah, it's profits yeah. huge, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you know, it, it's sort of it's sort of just the Pokemon fever. Mm. Now that now that Pokemon Go has sort of been out for a while, it's been the longest out of the Nintendo games that it's been out. Super Mario Run wasn't the first, I don't think it was. Oh, I think it was the first, but I remember Pokemon Go like. I think they it was, it was a beta in I think it was May or something, and it came out like June, okay, yeah. like officially. And I remember it being like, oh, cool! Like I'm a I'm a big Pokemon fan. There's going to be a real life Pokemon game where you go out in the real world and catch Pokemon. Yeah, that sounds neat. And it so it wasn't really something I was excited about or really thinking about. It was something yeah. I'm going to download, give it a go. Yeah, and I did not expect the sort of pickup it got. No, yeah, because it got a big, pretty big pickup in my in my soccer change room. Like with people who don't play Nintendo or, you know, they played Pokemon on the Game Boy Advance or something, yep. but they don't play Nintendo. Everyone had their phone out talking about the Pokemon they were catching, what Pokemon was over, you know, at the footy oval. Yep. And like, like literally all of us, like, you know, 30 something guys or wh- whoever was in there at the time. And I was just like flabbergasted. I'm like, holy shit, this is huge. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone was playing it. Like there wasn't many people that weren't playing it who were mm. like our age. Mm. And it was like, that's what made it such a big phenomenon just how big it was it wasn't just like Pokemon fans coming out and being like cool I'm a master now I had uh, okay no I need to keep talking because I'm just going to look up I'm just going to look up some things look at the stats Uh, not not just the Pokemon Go stats but I want to look up some other things okay alright so what do you want me to talk about Bros? talk about how how your life's been or something how my life's been yeah Oh, it's been pretty good. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, nah, just go back to the Pokemon Go. Um, because I know I know a couple people, a couple people that I know still play it. Yeah, there's a, there's a decent amount of people who still play it, and they're still putting out a pretty good uh, profit. Are they? 
Really? With their, with their billion dollars. Yeah, they're putting out a decent, <laughs> de- decent profit. Decent on. profit. Um, what was the other one? Super Mario Run. I'm just kind of looking up at the moment, like, who has had a hand in development in these mobile games. Because I think, yeah, I think Super Mario Run was just Nintendo developed. Mm. But... Well, Shigeru Miyamoto pretty much, like, looked over that game. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Super Mario Run is completely Nintendo in-house developed. Yeah. Um, Pocket Camp is co-developed by D-Cube. Mm-hmm. Niantic does Pokemon Go. Yeah. Psy Games, Dragali Lost, Intelligent Systems, Fire Emblem Heroes. So, at the moment, they're in with four companies in the mobile no- mobile market. Mm. I know they've invested in Psy Games... I think they've got investment in intelligence systems. I don't know about D-Cube and... Intelligent systems. They own intelligence systems. Do they? Yeah. There you go. So, they own intelligence systems. What about Niantic? Uh, no. Nothing in I, them at all? I believe I believe, uh, I believe. believe they're just partnered with the Pokemon company. Okay. Cool. All right. I believe. You know, I could be wrong. But could be wrong. Yeah. But Pokemon company is Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yes, it's, it, it gets really weird. It gets yeah, it yeah. gets weird with the Pokemon company. It's, it's really funny because like in in like Smash Bros or any uh, anything Pokemon's involved with, there's that many companies that look after Pokemon. Oh shit, tons! Like there's a company like called Creatures that literally just looks after the IP of each individual Pokemon. Yeah, which is crazy because there's that many of them. Like they need a company just to look after the, <laughs> yeah. the copyright of every single one. Oh, I'm gonna copyright this friggin' trash bag and this yeah, ice that's, cream cone. Yeah, that's right. You know. But yeah, um, just with all these hands and these smaller IPs that mainly work off of mobile as well, that's that's crazy. Mm. I'm really happy that they invested in Psy Games because they make some really like their Psy Games are ex developers of Square Enix. Yeah, they they make some really pretty artwork and really pretty games. Like oh, as shown in Dragalia Lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean Dragalia Lost. They also had uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, which is Japan exclusive, but you can get through Ku app everywhere around the world Coo app never heard of it Coo app is really weird it is like basically they English patch pretty much every Japanese exclusive game and then make it available to download everywhere else in the world okay so um, Grand Blue Fantasy is Psy Games biggest selling game on on mobile platforms Um, it's one of their oldest running too but it's like really Final Fantasy sort of old Final Fantasy art inspired it's really pretty Mm. Um, and some of that carried over to Dragalia Lost because they brought units over from Grand Blue into Dragalia Lost, like an Ice Mage of uh, some kind, Albert, which is like their flagship sort of mascot unit, stuff like that. Okay. And they've all put them into into Dragalia Lost. It'd be interesting to see how Nintendo works forward with these companies that they've got going through these with these mobile games, mm. whether they'll have them come into like their mainline market at all yeah because since they're like ongoing services too like if these games decide to be like Nintendo's doesn't want to work with them anymore like I, I assume the services will just be turned off and the mm. game's dead you yeah. know if they decide to so hopefully like uh, yeah I hope not <laughs> yeah well obviously I hope not I, I wouldn't want all your time and money to be wasted in a Dragalia Lost and at, at the end like of the, at the end of the day it will be eventually those servers will yeah. go offline and yeah not everything's forever so no yeah and I mean you know that that's that is just the way it is but for the meantime like i feel like nintendo working with these companies have all really mm. sort of worked in such a phenomenal way that it's sort of just yeah i mean at the end of the day like uh 
a lot of their mobile games don't excite me uh, that much. But um, what I hope it does is it brings new people in to Nintendo and they enjoy their games. And obviously, the money coming in, I hope that helps you know with development and yeah. everything as well. So it's a win-win situation whether you play them or not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, with with me and mobile games, I've always sort of been afflicted one way or the other. I've always had sort of like one or two on the go that I just open every day and check and yeah, yeah. If, if I want to do something more serious or on it. But ever since Fire Emblem Heroes come out and Dragalia Loss have come out, it's completely changed my perspective and quality in mobile games. Hmm. There is a lot of quality and care taken within those two games and Pokemon Go was sort of the same for a little bit until it sort of just got too far for me. Um, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to walk with that game. No, it, the thing is, is <laughs> I put it down because of a bad change that kind of ruined the game. And for me to pick it up back now, I'm so behind. There's no real point in me doing it anymore. And they don't really offer a catch-up service, if that makes sense. Yeah. In Pokemon Go. No, they don't, yeah. When you're stuck at a level, you're stuck at a level and you don't get any grinding assistance. It's really, really not good. Mm. Yeah. I guess I haven't really noticed that that much because, like, with Pokemon Go... Pretty much to me, all it is is like collecting Pokemon. Yeah, but like if so, you wanted to be yeah. into the gyms, the raiding scene, yeah. all that stuff. And they got the battling there too, which I haven't even too. touched Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's sort of just like, yeah, it's it's not easy to get back into. Mm. But, you know, Fire Emblem, Dragalia, they've got ways to countermeasure that. And mm. people can start anew and still sort of catch up really relatively quickly uh, yeah. without hindering the player base too much. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, the quality of those two games really drew me back into mobile gaming. I may not play a lot of Pokemon Go anymore or anything like that, but as as in terms of like Nintendo's IPs being on that platform, Fire Emblem is grossing a lot of revenue considering it's, well, Fire Emblem. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when uh, Three Houses comes out. Yeah. <laughs> like, can can the Fire Emblem, has this, you know, put Fire Emblem uh, in the, the face of new people? So, you know, they might be trying the new one or... Yeah. Or is this going to be? Is this going to reflect poorly on like you know a triple A made video game, yeah. and they can make way more money than just you know putting out you know new heroes well, <laughs> as opposed to a new game? For someone that tried to play Fire Emblem years ago and then kind of put it down because I was kind of just like I don't really have the time or patience right now. Mm. Playing Fire Emblem Heroes really drew me back into Fire Emblem, and I ended up going back and finishing, you know, Awakening, which I never finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started working on Fates, but I haven't continued it for a couple of weeks. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's sort of just like there's there's a lot there's a lot riding on how much success they can get just from that mobile platform, which is really strange to say. Yeah. I never thought Nintendo would invest in mobile platform, but now that they are, it's really doing well. So hopefully Mario Kart Tour. Sorry, this has all come round back to Mario Kart Tour. Mm. Um, hopefully Mario <laughs> Kart Tour gets more people playing, sort of just something like that on the go and then that leads to more switch sales i don't think it i don't honestly think the switch needs the bump i think the switch has already got enough behind it to make it go far Mm. beyond yeah i think so too i just want to ask you um you've got your android phone so you can you're eligible to sign up for the beta do you reckon you'll get a sign up try and get in i'll try but the chances of me doing it are probably pretty low i think i'd have to to sign up for the beta i'd probably have to run through a vpn just to sign up and then Mm. um, yeah you you will have to yeah yeah and then i'll have to find a way to download within the country probably through vpn again Mm. i did yeah i did forget but it said yeah us and japan so 
Yeah. I mean, Japan's not that far away. You might be there. <laughs> you might be able to sneak in and not understand <laughs> yeah. anything in Japanese. Oh, God. I don't yeah. know. I'll look into it, but um, hopefully hopefully, it just comes out as a quality mobile title because, yeah, if, like I said, if Fire Emblem Heroes and Dragalia Lost have had any, anything to say about it, they're really pushing quality for these games and it's really eye-opening like to see it's it's forced me to drop a couple games just because i'm like i'm paying more money for this than i am this and the quality's lesser yeah right yeah so i just yeah you know mm. nintendo's really going to shake up the market if they keep going the way they go and hopefully that means good things yeah yeah for sure like i i like personally i would love a game that really hooks me on my phone because yeah not too much i don't want to be fucking there all day no but yeah um so next up bryce we got uh Nintendo has announced that Super Mario Maker 2 will release on June 28th. So, nice. um, I was hoping, I was kind of hoping it would come out like around E3. So, you know, you get all the E3 hype and you, you know, get a brand new game at, at the same time. Yeah. But obviously, it's, we knew it was coming out in June and 28th. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time, whatever. Yeah. 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 I'm really looking forward to Mario Maker 2. You personally? I'll have fun with it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like pining for it. I'm not like, I need it. I just thought it was a no-brainer <laughs> to have on the system anyway. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's fun. Mm. And if it's if it, if it works anything like Stage Builder and Smash Ultimate's been pretty good and people have been really creative with it and yeah, it gets pretty nuts. So that that alone tells me that a building system works on Switch just fine. So with Mario Maker and its more diverse building system, it'll be really good. Yeah, and they actually announced some bundles too. So. If you uh, get the if you get the game like the first I guess day one equivalent edition, you get a free stylus with it. Oh, cool! And there's also a bundle that includes a year of uh, Nintendo online service as well. That's strange, but yes. Yeah, so I, I guess the reasoning behind that is because you know this game is largely built to go online, share, oh, absolutely, yeah, and yeah, receive, yeah. Yeah. and I guess uh, they're a bit worried that people might not have the service already, so. Yep. The bundling it in makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Um, I don't know the price of it. I don't know if they've told us. I've just got the email up at the moment. But, yeah, so even if you pre-order the game digitally, you are still uh, able to get the stylus somehow. Yep. I assume, you know, they send you an email and you probably send your postcode off and you get it sent to you. Yeah. But that, that was good too because I'm like, oh, I'm going to download the game. So do yeah. I still get the stylus? Yes, you do. So that's good. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and they said while well, stock lasts too. So you know, if you've got a big W and they've only sent like <laughs> five styluses in, it's all right. I, yeah. I've got a, I've got like an eighty dollar electronic stylus. Yeah, yeah. At home, I'll just use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it look, it, it it looks fine. It looks like a little basic one you can get just for your iPad or whatever. But yeah. it's got like the Mario Maker sort of uh, logos and Mario and Luigi and that wrapped around it. Yeah, looks pretty neat. Like it'd be a nice little freebie to get yeah yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to get the game anyway you may as well try and get it early I suppose so yeah, yeah. get a little stylus I, I can't see myself using it because it's one of those it's one of those like it's the same stylus I got for my iPad where it's got like a real round bottom and it's squishy yeah like I don't I don't like it how like it's not accurate enough for me so when I'm drawing I can't actually pinpoint the spot where you're going to draw like if you had like a pen you can see exactly where it's going to go because it's yeah. you know, obviously pointy yeah Whereas this is like sort of, it's like drawing with your finger almost just because it's just such a big space like you're pushing down on. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Freestyle. Good thing. 
and uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw this a little bit too. So Nintendo came out. Um, I forgot who it was, but we'll get into the article. Uh, so Pokemon Sword and Shield are being developed to emphasize the fun of playing Switch in handheld mode. And I saw a lot of people taking this like, like literally like, it's been developed for handheld mode, <laughs> as in it's not going to work on your TV. Yeah, people right. were taking it like that. Nah, yeah. And like we we knew this before we like as soon as they announced Let's Go, mm. Let's Go, they said you know this is the console game. You're going to be wagging your balls and all that in front of the TV. Yeah. Next year's game, you know you're going to be playing it like you've been playing the other games on 3DS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're going to emphasize like trading and battling. And that's that's what they mean by emphasis on handheld mode. But that doesn't mean you can't play it on your TV no. with your Wi-Fi adapter and all that bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Ethernet adapter and all that bullshit for your crispy, clean, absolute need 100% perfection, 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 Pokemon battles. <laughs> yep. I can imagine, like, I, like I, yeah. would you blame, if you lost a Pokemon battle, would you blame lag? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing you're, you're still going to be able to play yeah. it on the TV there's oh, yeah. nothing to be concerned about like, it but we did know about this this is not yeah mm. you know this is not to be surprised so don't don't stress they're just saying that when you take your switch around to your friend's house and you want to battle people you don't have to be connected to the TV and we're not going to force you to connect to mm. the TV and we're going to recommend that you do it in handheld anyway because it's just more comfortable yeah like I, I assume they're going to support the pro controller and everything with yep. this this game. If they don't, which would be weird, it'd be even more weird than Let's Go. You know, obviously, with no motion controls and that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, because I'm looking for, I'm going to be playing main, mainly on handheld, just yep. because that's how I seem to play my Switch now, anyway. Yeah. But I've always wanted Pokemon just on the TV. Well, here's the and thing. Here it is. Here's... So I'm going to play it on the goddamn TV. Here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, we've had that since the Super Game Boy. So, like, you've been able yeah. to plug Game Boy games into your SNES and play it since then, and then further on with Pokemon Stadium with its unique controller attachment to play. Yeah, and yeah. All that. But this is the first time we've ever had a Pokemon experience that's exclusively developed for a console that can be plugged into a TV without the need of any extra mm. attachments. By Game Freak as well. Like, yep. it's not just, like, Colosseum, which is, like... Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, get all the evil Pokemon. The Evilmon. The yeah. evil Evilmon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, no... Don't worry about it. You can play on your TV. Don't stress. I mean, that's that's the summary of that story. Devil's advocate, Game Freak do do some weird shit. They do do some weird. <laughs> so shit. I, I get why people might have the shakes and be a bit worried. So there there is that too. Yeah, but I just <laughs> I just think it's plum obvious. I think it'd be it'd, it'd be you know silly to assume that they're just going to be like, no, nah, we don't like you using the TV. Fuck off. You know, that's not going to happen like that. Yeah. So just yes, we are bringing Pokemon to the Switch. Yep. There's only one thing. No it TV. Won't, it won't switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine, like you, you, you know, you've been playing Pokemon all day. You're, you're, like, you're going around. You're on the bus. You get off the bus. You know, you're leveling up your fucking cipher, right? Your cipher, and you're yeah. putting all your rare candies into it. He's level level one hundred. You're like, tell you what, I'm gonna put put the switch into the dock. I've got my capture card set up. I'm gonna capture the moment my cipher turns level one hundred. Right. And you slip it into the dock, and all it pops up is saying. Fuck you, playing handheld mode. That's all it says on the TV. God damn it. <laughs> that won't happen. Anyway, uh, next story is Retro Studios is currently hiring for Metroid Prime 4. And to be honest, this is a headline I saw and I have not done much research. So we'll, 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 well, we'll be hearing this story together, guys. I mean, it, it's basically just they're hiring. Mm. 
Yeah. But like they're hiring, but what? I'm going to read the article. So Retro Studios have been placed in charge of the development of the next uh, next installment of the critically acclaimed Metroid Prime franchise. And today they have announced they are recruiting new applicants to help with development in the long-awaited Metroid Prime 4. You can read the full list of uh, vacancies and job details at Retro at the Retro Studios website. Um, this is a quote from their website. As a North American Nintendo-owned developer, we pride ourselves on de- developing high-quality, customized experiences in our games uh, in our studio. Our unique style stands out and wows gamers all over the globe with games in the uh, Metroid, Donkey Kong, and Mario Kart franchises. We believe good company culture, passion, and creativity are crucial to... Uh, delivering great games. Retro is committed to maintaining an environment that supports those qualities and our employees and our games are a reflection of these efforts. Working at Retro means joining the family locally and globally. It means breakfast and picnics with the team. Oh, damn, I'm getting a job there. I want a picnic with the team. Uh, It means collaboration with our Japanese partners. But for each individual, it means giving back to the family by bringing creativity uh, consideration and respect to strong, wonderful IPs of Nintendo. If you're passionate about quality and uh, being a part of creative culture and about Nintendo, you're already one stop closer to being a part of Retro Studios. Lovely. Yeah. So, like, obviously they got given the game a couple of months ago to start development on um, just by the look of them hiring. It's like okay, they haven't started yet. Like they've gotten they've gotten like the rights, but they haven't like gotten the um. They've got the bare basics yeah. happening. So I'm on the website now. So the uh, current openings: art director, product tester, art outsourcing manager, uh, level three IT engineer, level one gameplay engineer, uh, lead um, external environmental. Uh, it cuts off there, so I won't go anymore. Uh, lead character artist, lead cinematics artist, lead graphics engineer, level three engineer, level one tools engineer, level three tools engineer, and a physics in- engineer. So basically everything. Yeah, so they, they they need they need to get another team together. Yeah, like all those. I just wish they should they just put this in the hands of them immediately and not mm. do all this. I mean, I I do. I do thank them for being sincere and honest about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they should have just gave it to Retro to begin with. It's interesting because it seems like the way they were trying to develop the game like originally was they wanted to do it in-house at Nintendo Japan. Yeah. But there were certain things that they weren't able to do in-house. So they had like a development team here, here, and here doing certain bits and putting it together. And doing it that way obviously wasn't working. And... I don't know if they were looking at Ubisoft or whatever, but you, that's how Ubisoft develops like all their games, like um, Assassin's Creed, especially. Like they've got studios all over the world, and they all contribute to like a little bit, and they put it all together, and that's the game. Yeah, and that works really well for like a publisher like Ubisoft, but mm-hmm. Nintendo, that's just that is not how they make video games. No, and them trying it with this was like, a bad idea. Yeah, bad idea, and they fell on their face. Like. Who knows? Maybe they could have done it with like a, like a couple of different teams that had a bit more chemistry and a bit better communication. Yeah, especially with Nintendo being uh, Japanese. Like if they had like in other countries where they're speaking different languages and they're trying to fit this game together, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, it's good that uh, you know Retro's ramping Working up on it. <laughs> so 
just a, another friendly reminder, we're not getting Metroid Prime next year. We're not getting it the year after and probably not the year after. Yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Hmm. I don't think it'll be that quick a turnaround, but no. If they can, if I mean, if it they won't can, be. It won't be a lightning speed turnaround. No, but two years time, three years maybe. Yeah, my bet's on three because by the time three comes around, the Switch is five years old. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's time. It might be a swan song for the system by the just by the timeline how that might be working out. Yeah, mm. but uh, say so Bryce. What a what job would you go for? Would you go for a lead cinematics artist, lead uh, lead character artist? You can you can draw a pretty mean Metroid, can't you? Jesus Christ! Level three engineer. We're at level one. We'll start we'll start you at level one tools engineer. I am a tool, so that works perfect. So let's mm. go with that one. Yeah, I'm a bigger tool, so I'll be level three tool <laughs> engineer. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, Ross. Um, oh, this this was another one where it's just like yeah. No, no shit. Yeah. Uh, so, Nintendo president, no hardware announcements at E3 2019. So, like, a few of the podcasts and news outlets and that were like, oh, you know, with all these new Switch models being rumoured, we're probably going to see it at E3 2019. Yeah. We're not going to see it at E3 2019 because that's not when Nintendo shows off hardware. No. You know, at least recently. Like, obviously, back in the day when you're going back to... Yeah, they show them at their own Wii, press meetings. Wii and Wii U even, but it's... Like the uh, the 3ds XL, if you remember, that came that they announced that literally the week after their E3 uh, direct. Yeah. Like they just keep hardware out of it. Yeah. So I think we will see a new model this year. I think we will see the cheaper one while they keep working on the pro one. By just by the sounds of the rumors, and I think just like the time of it all works out that we will see a new model this year. Yeah. Maybe something to try and get the 3DS audience. Now, the 3DS has dropped away. They're not supporting it anymore. We will see probably a smaller, cheaper version yeah. of the Switch. Whether that turns out to be no Joy-Cons or whatever it might be, probably we'll see it. Yeah. It won't be at E3. No. Do you reckon we'll see it around probably probably August or September on the lead-up to like Pokemon and the Christmas Rush? No, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably September. Probably be the best time, but yeah. Hmm. Even like if they bring out like a real cheap switch, like with you know no rumble and no dock and stuff to put up the price, so it might come out at so three hundred Australian yeah, or maybe. something. Something and, and you bundle that with Pokemon for the like the holidays. Yeah, like it's it could uh, potentially just like well it will kill. <laughs> it won't potentially even just the base switch now with Pokemon probably will kill. Yeah, yeah, especially if. You might even make me buy a second one if you put a nice little pattern on it. Ooh. Not and not like the other one where it's just like brown and yellow Joy Cons. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bryce, that uh, brings us to the end of uh, all that uh, news. There was a fair bit. Like the last couple of weeks has been like, oh, not much is going on. But yeah, yeah, you have a look, and there's a bit there. Oh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially when we talk about mobile games for a bit too. But that was a good conversation. I'm not bagging you. Don't don't worry, mate. It's important. I see, I see the look of stress in your eyes. Stress. Yeah, look. I'm not stressed. Right, he's got the shakes. He's he looks like he's uh, about to do a backflip, but his legs are so shaky that he won't be able to land it, and he will just bump his chin. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to bring up on the show before we uh, nah, wrap it up? No, nah, I'm pretty sure I've talked all I need to talk about. No, nah, you've you've talked about the video games and the uh, the Pikachu's and the and the mobile markets. And the mobile market. Alright, we'll end it there. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 94. We are a part of the 8-Bit Collective. You can find us over on 8-Bit.net and uh, etc, etc. 
Yes. If you enjoy, <laughs> I did it out of order. I threw myself out. If you, <laughs> and if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your podcast service of choice and uh, leave us a juicy five star rating. That always helps out. Five 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 star rating. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us and our awesome community over on Discord, there is a link in the show notes. Nah, you're shaking your head. Are you shaking your head to that? No, I didn't shake my head. Oh, I just thought you were shaking your head like, no, don't, don't, don't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by Retrospector. It is a remix of Cuphead titled One Hell of a Time Remix. Um, really good. Chose this one because I uh, was playing Cuphead and the music in that is really unique and awesome. And until next week, au revoir, konnichiwa, bye-bye. I think it means sayonara, not konnichiwa. 100% means sayonara. Sorry. (laughs) Offensive!